Shifting focus now to international trade, U.S. Senator John Kennedy is pushing for an extension of the African Growth and Opportunity Act until 2045 in an effort to counter China's growing influence in the region. This legislation grants preferential access to U.S. markets for sub-Saharan African countries. Now joining us to unpack this in greater detail is journalist for Business Day, Tando Mayeko. Tando, good afternoon. Always a pleasure. Good afternoon, Lolitando and the VDTV viewers. I'm very keen to find out about, uh, you know, the, the intention around this extension. Uh, you know, uh, for most part, uh, an extension, uh, it doesn't matter why we'd have an extension. An extension would be an extension. But in, the question that I'm really trying to ask is, does it matter that the reason for it is to limit Chinese influence on the continent? Yes, it matters because China has been expanding its influence in sub-Saharan Africa quite significantly over the last two decades. It's been a source of financing for large infrastructure projects across various African countries, including South Africa, that is. Not only is that, but it also has been a new source of um, debt for heavily indebted countries that maybe can't turn to the traditional capital markets or their traditional Western partners for, for, for debt. And in that way, China has been able to forge new, uh, stronger relations with um, African countries, which um, through this bill introduced by the U.S. Senator Kennedy um, who aims to counter that influence, I guess. Uh, and still retain South um, America's um, presence in the continent through trade. How would an extension do that, Sandra? I'm keen to get your thoughts on this one, because in my mind, uh, you know, Goa is more about trade, and the influence of China in, uh, on the African continent comes in the form of funds, funds as well as infrastructure development. So we do know that international trade is not only about trading goods, right? But it's also there are also several geopolitical factors involved. Now, one of the um, criteria, eligibility criteria for uh, beneficiaries of AGOA is that they may not engage in any sort of activity that undermines U.S. national security interests, right? So I think by introducing this bill to Congress, then the U.S. Um, senator is perhaps preempting any uh, fallout between the U.S. and China. If that were to happen, then the U.S. can can bring up a goer to its African um, partners and say, "Listen here, remember you signed this, and which means you can't undermine our our." national security interests, just in case they have a fallout with China. Well, I think it's a, preemptive, it's a preemptive strike. There's obviously no a question about the importance of AGOA for South Africa and other African economies. But I'm wondering that uh, based on what you've just said about these geopolitical factors and, you know, preempting uh, certain moves, are we speaking about the, the possibility of being able to weaponize uh, AGOA in the future to force African countries uh, to move in a certain direction, uh, which would essentially undermine uh, our sovereignty as African states? I mean, that's definitely always a fear, right? Um, I mean, we saw earlier this year when um, there were fears that South Africa Number one, could be removed as one of the beneficiaries of AGOA, but number two, also be removed as um, the host country for the AGOA forum, which is due in um, 
which is scheduled for November. And that stemmed from um, calls by some U.S. legislatures to have the forum moved away from South Africa because of South Africa's perceived closeness with Russia um, in its war with Ukraine. So, I mean, the U.S. doesn't say that. It uses AGOA as a, a, a weapon to move African states in a way. But coming from South Africa's example just this year, I think the country was really under pressure to prove that it's not an ally to Russia and it really is non-aligned. And because it's not aligned, then it's one of the reasons that it should remain in um, as one of the AGOA beneficiaries. How have African uh, countries, uh, you know, received the proposals on the table with regards to the future of AGOA? So Africa is coming as a united front, right? Sub-Saharan Africa is really going into the forum and into um, the next the next uh, review cycle uh, as a united front. The African countries have asked for an early extension, so the extension should come before 2025. And they've also asked perhaps for an expansion of the type of goods that should be included um, in the AGOA, um, AGOA list of eligible goods that can be exported. Right now, uh, most of the AGOA, most of the AGOA um, exporting goods are in automobile commodities and also agriculture. But Africa is looking to export more finished goods that come from the continent to the U.S., there's also a proposal uh, from African countries about reducing out-of-cycle reviews, Tando. Speak to us about why this is important for African states. So that's a proposal that South Africa strongly supports um, that comes from my conversations with people um, familiar with the talks with America. Um, people in the South African government say these out-of-cycle reviews rather um, are really, really haphazard if you remember that South Africa was a, um, can I say, a victim of an out-of-cycle review in around 2015, 2016, um, and the U.S. gave it 60 days to rectify, otherwise they'd be kicked out of AGOA. And within that 60 days, South Africa had to prove why it should remain in AGOA. So when that happens, then investors in South Africa cannot, um, uh, there's no predictability and reliability. So if we know that these out-of-cycle reviews only may come, um, not yearly, but let's say every five years or every three years, then it's easier for investors um, to lay out long-term investment plans instead of short-term investment plans, which is really what the African countries are looking for. Are we expecting African countries to be a little bit more assertive in other, you know, uh, the upcoming negotiations here as they ask for the early extension, um, as they're asking for expansion of goods? Uh, you know, are we expecting uh, that to be a little bit more of a, a more difficult uh, negotiation on the parts of the United States? So we do know that the U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai has previously said that Algoa should... Um, be changed to reflect the changing times mm -hmm. 
and the U.S. intended relationship, trade relationship with the various African states. We must remember that Algoa has been in place since the year 2000. Since then, um, a lot of things have changed in South Africa and a lot of things have changed in the U.S. So in order to make the trade agreement more palatable to current times, then we should, then uh, the different countries are looking to maybe expand and just to change the uh, conditions. So we do expect African countries to put those conditions on the table. We'll be watching very closely, Tando. Thank you so much for speaking to us this afternoon. Always a pleasure. That was journalist for Business Day, Tando Mayeko.